Hello, Maddie. Hey, welcome to Just Over the Fence, the very first episode of a brand new podcast coming from our home to yours. We live in Denver, Colorado. We've been married over 15 years, and we've talked about doing something like this for a long time. We know a lot of interesting people, a lot of great people, and just a chance to talk to them, get to know them better, and build our community. Welcome to our backyard. So why now? Why in the middle of a pandemic, coronavirus, would we do this now? Funny enough, the guest on our first episode is the guy who kind of gave us the push to go ahead and do it. Right. Tucker Riley. He's a good friend, our daughter's boyfriend. Musician. So when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, he actually threw out this idea to us. He said, you guys should do a podcast kind of out of the blue, but it was a confirmation to us about something we'd been thinking about for a long time. Almost 20 years. And we thought, hey, wouldn't it be great to have as our first guest, the guy who gave us the push to do this? Gave us the affirmation, didn't so, he? So we're going to talk to him here in a couple of minutes, but there's a quote as we were thinking about the focus of this podcast from uh, Vincent Van Gogh that you shared, Harry, and I love it. Yes. What is that quote? <laughs> <laughs> Got it handy there? <laughs> I do. It's one of my favorite quotes, and the quote is, I feel that there is nothing more truly artistic than to love people. Well, that's perfect. All aboard. All well, aboard. Let's go. Another part of our why is, at the beginning of each year, we take a trip down to Santa Fe, and we lay the year out before us. We pray over it. We discuss it, we, we journal, we, we visit places we haven't visited, and we just try to order our steps for the year. So this year, we knew we wanted to do something together, finally, in a creative, soulful way. And when Tucker said to us, you guys should do a podcast, that was just the exclamation point at the end of our vision Another quote that we landed on last month by a gentleman named Theo Pistorius. If you don't step out of your comfort zone and face your fears, the number of situations that make you uncomfortable will keep growing. So we thought, why not now? Mm -hmm. And here we are at home with a little spare time on our hands. And people are needing hope. I know we are. So all of you out there who are doing things and creating things and, and keeping the hope alive, we cheer you on. It's an important time to get to know your neighbor if you don't already. And so we would love for you to listen in and get to know ours. And if there's a neighbor you think we should know, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, get in touch through our website. Any positive comments, send us a message through our website. Any negative feedback on this podcast, you can send a message to do not reply at butter.com. <laughs> Ooh, I like butter. Just so you know, one little factoid about my wife, Harry. She gets the majority of her calcium intake from butter. Butter is my dairy. I know. <laughs> if there's ever a time to get to know your neighbor, this is it. We're a community and we need to link arms and bring out the best in everybody. So we hope that this show highlights behind the scenes with the heart of the individuals we're blessed to have conversations with. Mm-hmm.
We have a guest today on our first episode of Just Over the Fence who has been at Bono's house. Wow. Tucker Riley, welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good, mm. to, good to have you here. You are a good friend of our daughter, Kenzie. So we've talked a lot before this. Yes. Yes, this we are. conversation. We are familiar. And I remember shortly after we first met, we were all riding in our van together. You two came on the radio and you just casually dropped in the fact that you had been to Bono's house. Yeah. How did that happen? Long time ago. So my parents, they would do these youth camps in Ireland. And, you know, I went, I went a few times. It was pretty cool because, you know, there was like a lot, a big different variety of people that would be there from all over the world. And then I didn't know who Bono was. No idea. But his kids went to the youth camp. And I became friends with one of them. So one day I kind of just, you know, I got invited over to this house. It was, it was my friend's house, really. It wasn't, it wasn't Bono's house. And so I was there, you know, probably a few hours. And then I didn't really see Bono very much while I was there. But I was told afterwards, yo, yeah, that, that's a, uh, it's a famous singer's house that you were in. My dad thought it was pretty cool. Really, that's the story of Bono. The sentence I love and appreciate is, I didn't see Bono very much in his house that day. <laughs> <laughs> did he have the shades on when you did see him? Oh, no. Yeah. It, you know, it's, it, that, that is so vague to me still. Because at the time, it wasn't a big deal, you know? Right. And so it's just, it, it wasn't a big memory of my trip to Ireland. What I really paid attention to was riding a horse on the cliffs of Moher. That wow. was the big deal. Not Bono's house. <laughs> uh, you just seem to kind of drop these things into conversations casually. But, uh, you know, the other night we were talking and somehow, what came up? It's this, te- how did this come up, Harry? Do you remember? Extreme couponing did is the, sh- the show. But yes. I think we were just talking about uh, the toilet paper run we're in the uh-huh. middle of right now and couponing. and Right. Yeah. And, and, and maybe somebody brought up the show Extreme Couponing. We used to, the girls used to watch it. All the time. And then uh, once again, Tucker interjects casually. Well, my mom did an episode of that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. Um, back in, man, it was probably 2012, somewhere around then. But yeah, my mom had an episode of Extreme Couponing. Um, the episode's called Julie and Fatima. So she worked at a, at a sober home. She would do the couponing for them so that they could have you know, food for cheap because it's a lot of it's a lot of boys that they're feeding there. And so she got the opportunities. I think that the man that ran the sober home thought it'd be a cool idea to try to get on extreme couponing because my mom is she has a great personality for television. They ended up getting the gig in the in the show. It said that she was training or like trying doing a tryout to get the job that she already had. So that's another thing about TLC, you know, you can't really believe everything on there. But who would who would think that reality TV had some sort of scripted element to it? I'm shocked. <laughs> you know? It's shocking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Did you grow up in Colorado or other places too? So I moved to Colorado when I was eight. I was born in Kansas City, Missouri. My dad was a church planter, and so he moved to Stillwater, Oklahoma. He opened up a church on right on the campus. And really the best years of my life, I feel like, were, you know, one to eight years old because it was just so much fun. I could go across the street and go fishing if I wanted to. 
really didn't spend any time inside. And then church was just great. And then when I was eight years old, I remember my parents said that we were going to go on a cool trip to Colorado and go check it out. At the time, I was super into Lord of the Rings. And so we went to this really cool hiking spot. And my dad was like, how would you like to maybe live here? And I was like, well, this place looks a lot like Lord of the Rings. So I definitely want to move to Colorado. This is eight-year-old logic, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Love it. Tucker, you're the lead singer in a band in Denver, Chewy and Bach. Let's hear a little bit of a brand new track you guys just released. Yeah, absolutely. Why are you acting shady? Ooh, darling, I'm saying you're crazy. I can tell. Can you see when we start to the end? Only you slipped and you fell. Ooh, darling, you did it again. Rosé. Rosé. Brand new from Chewy and Bach. We're speaking with the lead singer of Chewy and Bach, mm-hmm. Tucker Riley. How did you all get together? I went to middle school with the guitarist Justin. Um, so I've known him for a long time. We actually were both in the same guitar class. I ended up meeting Elliot, the producer, in high school. Um, and we actually all went to high school together, Justin, Elliot, and I. You know, at the time, none of us really had much interest in pursuing music you know it kind of seems like something that is really out of grasp and seems like something that's not doable and so you know no one really talked about it I mean we all we all loved music that's the thing but we were just kind of friends first song that we all put together was a song called Potion that is probably five years old now so the name Chewy and Buck, where did that come from? So for a long time, that was a mystery to me. It was a, uh, it was one of those things where I was like. I don't understand it. I'm afraid to ask, but I like making music with these guys, so we'll just roll with it. But, you know, later on, I was like, okay, what what, what does Chewie and Bach mean? Does it have anything to do with Star Wars, I'm wondering? Uh, no, so it has to do with, like, the raw... The Chewie would be, would be the raw essence of the music that we make and how it's kind of like we do some sort of backwoodsy sound sometimes. And then um, the Bach would be the more organized piece of that. And so that's where, that's where Chewy and Bach came from. It sounds like Chewy and Bach came together pretty organically. It was a very natural yes. thing, yeah. friends. Today for you, what, what is it that drives you to create? Man, you know, I'm, I'm not usually the best with my words. And so if I take time and I write down what I'm feeling, write it all out, and then usually very quiet. So it's the one time in my life that I get to scream. And so that's that's the thing that, that makes me want to do it. It's because it's such a release for me. And I you know, and when people say that they feel it too, it's like, man, I want to do that forever. So you didn't have this idea, you didn't grow up thinking, Okay, I'm I'm gonna be a part of a band. But what was your first memory of 
knowing that music was in your soul or the gift mm. of music was or the love of music came out back with the in the church world my mom was the worship leader and my dad played a little bit of sax that's actually how they met was through was through doing music and so you know when when you're a kid it's it's hard to get your your interest in the in the preaching side which is what my dad did but when you hear good music you know it's good music and you're like wow that's what i'm feeling right now that's you know i feel that in my soul that i mean that's really where my love of music came from was through my parents do you have a memory uh, or anything or was it just always there i just i knew i wanted to be there for it all the time i would get sent away for the in the children's church which was my least favorite thing because I just wanted to be out in the music. So I became a really good escape artist where uh, I figured out how to open up these, like the child locks on the doors. And so I'd open the door up and I would, I would just bolt out to the stage and just get on the stage and like be like, Mom, hold me because I want to be a part of this. And then so she would hold me and then let me sing into the microphone sometimes too. So that that's really the first part of where I began loving music. Tucker, I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't think of this until you were on your way over here. Okay. I wonder if you'd be willing, I have a guitar here. I borrowed Bree's guitar. I wonder if you'd be willing to play and sing something for us. Sounds good. You ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Good old G chord. <laughs> South to the land of the pine I'm thumbing my way into North Carolina Staring up the road Pray to God I see headlights I made it down the coast In 17 hours Picking me a bouquet Of dogwood flowers And I'm hoping to rally I can see my baby tonight mm, So Mama like a wagon wheel Me mama any way you feel hey, Mama rock me So rock me Mama like the wind in the rain Me mama like a southbound train hey, Mama rock me How's that? That was great. <laughs> Wagon wheel. <laughs> One of my favorites. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. It was yeah. nice. I will not be taking the guitar, just so, so you know. And after that, I won't be either. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Matt and Harry here with you. It's the first episode of a new podcast, Just Over the Fence. We're speaking with Tucker Riley. Tucker, tell us about someone who has been kindest to you in your life. My mom, definitely. My mom has been hands down the kindest person to me when I definitely didn't deserve it growing up. You know, she she helped me get through these really hard times in high school, you know, middle school. She, for some reason, I don't know, I, I don't understand mothers, but, you know, they they really just don't give up on you. And that that's so, so kind through and through. I'm married to a mother. I've seen it. <laughs> I, I don't fully understand it either, but I sure do love it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. 
I am a mother and I can't explain it. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, uh, let me ask you this, uh, just looking back through your life, one of your happiest memories. Oh man, I would say whenever I went to Mexico city for the first time is probably one of the happiest moments of my life because you know, the food, I'm a big fan of food you can't beat that. Also the, the people that are there are just, they're so incredible and they're so themselves and, you know, being in that community, I remember that being like one of the happiest moments of my entire life. And I was, I was down there working with, with some victims of human trafficking and just to see the joy that they still have on their face after being through something as terrible as that, that, that blows my mind. And that, that brought me the most joy that I think I've ever had. Tucker, what do you see in the future, either for you or your community Mm, or I don't know. I see us all coming together. Like we always have, you know, for now, I mean, in the future, I see us getting through this craziness just fine. I think we're all going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Beauty will rise. Tucker, thanks for being on here. Absolutely. Chewy and Bach mm-hmm. on Spotify. You've been on some playlists. and uh, Yeah, like Discover Weekly, Discovering New Music. I think there's a, there's a few different ones, but, you know, it's hard to remember all those. But, yeah. Wow, thank yeah. you, Tucker. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. That was fun. Nice work, people. Everyone was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Riley. Harry, that was fun. That was fun. Episode one. Wow. This is great. Wow. What a voice. Absolutely. What a heart. He's got soul. He's got soul. Hey, I look forward to doing this again. Same time next month. You want to? Let's do it. Okay. I want to say a quick thanks to our sponsor today, Luke's Diner, Main Street and Stars Hollow. Thank you, Luke. Harry? Yes? But what else can we say but uh, have a great month? We'll talk to you again soon, right? Absolutely. See you next month and keep loving your neighbors.